The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. You are about to embark on a journey. It is hardly awesome. said something about there's a video (laughs) that exists and i said wait 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 don't say this yet because we should talk about it yeah there's a video that exists what's going on with this me as a child is it a vhs tape is it a eight millimeter no it's it's on a tape not not vhs like a smaller tape yeah the the minis yeah 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 yeah. um and my mom had a whole bunch of home videos out we were just kind of sitting around and she had it hooked up where you had to watch in the camera Okay. She didn't even have it hooked up to the TV, but you had to watch up. Like, this was the camera, and then the viewfinder would come up, and it was this long thing, and you had yeah, to like watch through your the eye. viewfinder. Yeah. yeah. And it's this old school video of me. I'm getting ready to take a shower. First, right? how old are you? Oh, I'm a, like an infant. Like, maybe not oh, like an infant infant, okay. but I'm maybe like one. I'm old enough to run around. Oh, you're around. a baby baby. Yeah, I'm a baby. Okay. But I'm running around the house because I'm getting ready to take a shower. I uh-huh. was walking, obviously, and I'm buck ass naked, dude. <laughs> But I'm running around, and the towel's stuck between my ass cracks behind me, dude. So I'm just running around with this towel. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, dude, there's a lot of old school Where is videos. That? Where is that video? Oh, my mom has it somewhere. Are there videos of you, like, when you're, like, uh, preteen and a teen? Like, maybe 12, 11, 12, 13? Um, pr- I don't, I'm sure there 14. are, because my mom used to set up the video camera every year at Christmas and yeah. Christmas Day. Do you ever, when's the last time you look back at any of your old videos? Uh, it's been a while. Probably this was the last time. This was probably the last time. It's been a long time. Dude, you got to try, try, try to find Over something from when you were like in your early teen, right before your teenage years. Like yeah. that awkward as shit kind of where you are. You know what I mean? And see, what yeah, is it yeah, like? So yeah, typically, like what are you school. doing though? Like, is it just like you guys are having a party and so she just sets it so it films the party going on? Or was it like... Well, when we were younger, I don't know if I would have anything from that age like that. Okay. Again, aside from what she would put up at Christmas, if she was even doing it that okay. late, I don't know. But a lot of it's from when, when my sister and I were kids. Like I see. children, children. I like, see. You know, after we were born and yeah. then just kind of growing up. Because your parents were of the mind, like, you capture these moments. You yes. see it you, so we can look back on them when they're yeah. little, right? Yeah, because my kids. mom came out of the 80s and then into the 90s. I was born in the And that was a thing. And that was what you did. did. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, man. There's um, <laughs> <laughs> the first time my dad got a video camera, I think I was like maybe 13, 12, okay. 13, 14, something like that. And he wanted to do a thing where we were going to do a video of what, like life, regular life here in Florida. Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of, but more also like like we were talking to the camera on certain things because he wanted to send it to my grandmother and uncle and aunt in New York. Oh, So okay. it was just going to be kind of us doing like, hey, how are you? Love you, about that kind of stuff, right? Gotcha. And at the time, my sister was a just ridiculously hardcore fan of New Kids on the Block. <laughs> and she wanted to do a dance number <laughs> on the video <laughs> on the video to one of their songs <laughs> and 
you know I did it with her. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's so fucking embarrassing, dude. Oh, I But bet. there's legit a video out there of me doing a dance routine that my sister showed me how to do when I was like 13 to new kids on the blocks hanging tough. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, dude. Isn't that funny? That'd be awesome if we could get that up on the on the social media. Oh god, no. No, no, no. no. I feel you, dude. I get but you. But then it made me also think like in high school when I went on to high school, there mm-hmm. was a group of friends that I had that we had they had a video camera. It was always out. Like oh, I really? remember there's video also of me that exists in high school where you know, whenever we were all like at the mall or at a restaurant or something, and the, the video camera just kind of being like on and people talking, Passing we're like, we're just talking and, and shit, and we see the cameras on us, and so we're all like, it's always like flipping, flipping off, the, off camera, the camera, yeah, or, or like sticking your tongue out because for in the '90s that was a thing. It was like ah, you know, like always doing that shit. I have so many pictures of me in my like late teens and early twenties, just being like ah, in the camera. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. But yeah, dude, it's it's funny, dude. It's it is legit when you look back. It's it's the closest you have to time machines. Not yeah. just you just can't interact, right? Yeah. But Jesus Christ, technology. Soon we will. Yeah. Soon it'll be you'll be able to put it on and you're VR in it, world. and you're literally in it, and you can just stand there and watch it happen around you. You know what yeah. I mean? That would be fucking sick, but scary too, right? Kind of like sad in that like you're seeing it and you can't really touch it or do anything. Yeah, kind of like, bro. What if that's what ghosts are? What if they're people just reliving? old school videotapes damn but yeah man so we got all kinds like there's a video of me i went uh, you know those you know those old school like blue slides like kid slides it's got the blue steps with the orange slide part yeah 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 uh i i would go down it and then i'd get at the end and i'd start shaking my hands like i'm all excited because i went down the slide (laughs) (laughs) there's uh yeah dude there's a bunch of good i think there's a video of me i in preschool i was the big bad wolf in our production of really Three little pigs see that we have to be on video somewhere that we have to have up on social see we have to see something like that that's (laughs) awesome dude i wish i had stuff like that i think i was in a play back in the day when i was a kid i don't remember yeah, I remember being in like a nativity play for the church. Or oh, something okay. Once, yeah. did you play Baby Jesus? No, I remember we had to sing that song, Gloria. Is that what it is? Da, oh yeah. Da, 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 yeah, I remember that song. We still yeah. sing that at church. Do you? Is that still a thing? Yeah, sometimes it depends. They they switch it up slightly. Sometimes they're not always singing the exact same songs, but. Yeah, it's interesting, man, that we that was our way of filming and holding on to memories all the way up to a certain point. And then it became like video and pictures were available everywhere. And so now it's selfies and now you're taking pictures of food. But you're not graffiti, but you're not capturing life in the moment anymore. It's rare. You do see people capture life in the moment, but now it's about putting on a show. Well, that's what I think it is. I think today it's more about life in the moment versus back then you were capturing a moment. Like, oh, I'm setting the camera up at a party. We're going to walk around the party and see everybody, Yeah, meet everybody. Now it's like, oh, this is so-and-so at this place. And it's yeah. it's not as... Um, it's not it's as... It's not as immersive to me. Yes, yes. Because it's not a moment. It's 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 that a snapshot, second. yeah. It's you're not experiencing the whole thing play out for a while. And, and you can, and I feel like you can attribute a lot of that to just how technology has taken, especially people of our age still, because we're still investing in a lot of this technology mentally and changed our attention span to totally like seconds, just totally blurts of this instead of sitting and watching a whole scene play out. Right. Look, we were just watching this little video, this home video, yeah. and it got to a point where I was like, all right, let's skip and see what else because yeah. the attention span is like you don't see what's going to play out. Yeah. 
but also yeah we're just we're documenting i think we're documenting our histories and our our lives in such a different way now it's going to be interesting to look how do you look back on that eras because i can tell you right now man i come from an era before digital where we had disposable cameras yeah that you bought it and mm-hmm. you knew this was going you're going to have this to take pictures of and it wasn't for a special occasion it was just that i hang out with my friends all the time i want to make sure to have this because we like to take pictures and so we have them right and a, p- a part of that was you liked to hang up your pictures in your locker or mm. in your bedroom or wherever mm-hmm. it was where you had pictures of you and your friends and so I come from that era, right? Where it's it's you you document those things. Now, I don't think I could give you more than a handful of pictures of me and Aaron just on the whim kind of pictures, pictures. in the last 365 days. Yeah. Weird, right? Like it doesn't happen anymore. Well, I, I used to take because- pictures with my friends all the time. When's the last time you and I were ever just like just get a picture in? I think maybe the last time like was what we're the fucking picture- doing here. The you picture know? we took uh, that ended up being our, our logo for this show, I think, was probably the last one. Right? I think so. It's crazy. Um, well, I took the ones in the theater because I wanted to see how cool oh, that thing right, was. Oh, that's right. But that's overall, right. like, you don't do that. And it's it's weird that we don't, we typically don't do it unless it's because, for unless it's for social media, which that's yes. why we did that because I was putting it on social media. But it's, um, I don't do it just because I want to hold it and look back on it and be like, this was me and my friends in this moment, yeah. which is weird because I used to live in that world. Because and I feel this, like, this because is again, evolved. going back to what you said, we're just oversaturated with this kind of media that we don't think it's that, that it's not as special as it used to be back then. You know? That's, that's in the complete darkness of the theater. That came out pretty good. Dude. Yeah, not bad, huh? Not at all. Anyway, but yeah, dude, it was an interesting thing. Um, and I don't know why I was thinking of the home movies thing earlier today. What, what what was it that brought it up? Oh, it was the video on the on the screen when it was like showing something from the twenty tens or the two thousands. Remember, on the TV at the diner. No, and I was like, look at the clothes. No, it was in that moment. Oh, oh, and I was oh, like oh, the clothes, and then I said something about looking yeah, because we were back. talking about like the clothes, looking back and seeing the clothes we were wearing. Because right now we're me just that like picture this is... you and your friends, and you were the shorts you were wearing. <laughs> I was like, God, why did we ever like wear shorts like that? Yeah, dude. Have you ever God seen? Damn. There's a picture I have on one of my social media accounts. I can't remember. It's me, even younger. It's literally me in from 11th grade or 12th grade. Oh my god! Sitting on my girlfriend's couch playing a guitar with some socks on, and I had hair. I mean, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I didn't start shaving my head till my late 20s. You know what I mean? So damn. Yeah. It's no, uh, you've never seen, seen that. that, and then you look at that, and that looked that in my mind, it's like a million years ago. At the time, that was. Oh, that yeah. was life. Yep. But now I look at it and I'm like, Jesus, that's dated. It's crazy. Yeah. History. Yep. Hardly history. Hardly. That's what this is. Yes. Because there's no Anthony. Yeah, here. if you can't tell, there's no Anthony. We just haven't been not letting him talk. <laughs> Kidding. He's tied up in the corner with a, with a, a gag in his mouth. I was going to say this, but I just we both knew the answer. Whether or not he was going to remember that when he misses, he calls in. Oh, that's and right. There's no call in today. No, there's no call in. Because he forgot. You know he did. Yeah, I um, forgot. You did. I did. That's part of the show. I know, dude. What the fuck, bro. But uh, see, now if it was me not being here for the show, I would have remembered to call in. Right, because in your mind, you'd be like, oh, they should be doing the show. I'm going to call in. Yeah. He doesn't think about us, dude. Well, aren't we you early know why? too, though? No, we're, uh, oh, we're, yeah. We're, we're right where we should be. Dang. Yeah. It's only because you don't have red scales and breathe fire. <laughs> and I don't, I don't play a loop. <laughs> I guess. No. Um, he's camping. Yeah, he's camping. He's out. He's out pitching Lucky tents. Him. Literally, they're sleeping in a tent. And figuratively. <laughs> what the? F- uh, 
yeah. So we're talking, we're talking freely today. Typically, so I did send you something that I was going to try to follow along with to be like, this is what the show is. Yeah. But then it's hardly history. We wanted to talk about all kinds of stuff that's historical. We started out, I mean, that's historical now, right? Yeah, like literally, videos, man. Kids, volumes kids nowadays of history. and people younger than me, I mean, to a degree, maybe like my sister's age. But then after that, it's like they're not going to know Think that. about that. That's literally volumes of history Yeah, you have. Yep. Yep. And your personal, your personal history. Yeah. Right? And I tell you about this. My buddy Aaron in Florida, who uh, Aaron, who I play guitar with and was in a band with, he, it's always weird to say that in a band. I don't know why. <laughs> I've never really been like, oh, yeah, I was in a band. But I mean, I was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'd never like talk about it. I don't ever say like, oh, the band I was in back in yeah. the day. Anyway, did I ever tell you about how his uncle films the family? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You did tell me about that. That to me yeah. is a fucking cool thing, right? Yeah. Like he, so for listeners, my buddy's uncle, and I don't know how long ago he started this, but he, there, he has this practice where he schedules time to meet with family members, all different family members, great aunts, uncles, grandfathers, nieces, nephews, brothers, sis, everybody, right? And he interviews them about their life and he films it and they just talk. They just have a conversation and he talks. It's basically like a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. An interview style podcast and he films it and they have volumes of them, volumes of them. So that if his, you know, grandchild comes to him and says, grandpa, you know, what was Aunt Jane like or whatever? He's like, well, she there was this, go. this, and this. But also here, you can watch this. She'll tell you about her life and talk. You can see her talk and see what she says and how how life was mm-hmm. from her perspective. Because we know all of our people in our lives through our, our perspective. perspective. Yeah, We don't know how they see life all the time and how they went through all of the things they did in life from their side, right? Mm-hmm. And so I always thought that's such a fucking brilliant thing. I wish I had the time and the 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 just the commitment to be able to do something like that. Just because to be able to just document your family histories mm-hmm. told by the people in your family. Do you know yeah. how cool that is? Yeah. And at some point, you know, it'll get passed down to this person, that person, this person. Somebody in the family is always going to have it until the line runs out, I guess, right? But still, somebody's going to come across that the way I do on YouTube for this Gilbert guy yeah. and then see it and then become fascinated and be like, well, that's that's like, look, it's at like this. look at the car, look at the house, look at how this looked, look at how even the quality of the film, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, look at how yeah, that looks. Yeah. And, and you know how... Today, we look back at civilizations 3,000 years ago, and we're yeah. like, oh, we wonder what life was like, blah, 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 blah. Now, 3,000 years from now, when someone looks back they at this, look. they're going to have There's not no just wonder. this guy's uncles, not just Aaron's uncle's stuff, but yeah. all kinds of stuff to see yeah. how people actually lived. Yeah, yeah. And how people As looked, soon as we were able to start filming, looked, yeah, and, now we have that record, yeah. right? But before that, we didn't. Now yep. we do. It's an interesting concept. It's an interesting thing to be able to know that there are going to be generations that in the future, don't wonder anymore. They yeah. just look. They can see. They are fed it. Who knows? Who knows, dude? 3,000 years from now, that I, all the stuff we're putting together in terms of family videos could be the entertainment of the future, that people oh, are just be. pulling up, oh, I'm going to watch Chavez's life uh, in 2024 Truman and show. see what's going on in this life. What did he film during this year? And that's their entertainment. Mm. You know what I mean? That'd be fucking crazy. That'd be weird. And then, like, our families, whatever your last name is, like, that that surname thing all the way in the future becomes, like, the network or corporation that has all of their footage oh and stuff that they offer to the media. That's crazy. <laughs> Hardly future history. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
but yeah, that's, that's like some RoboCop shit. It's it's interesting shit, dude. It's interesting shit to talk about. Yeah, and think of. But I do love old old videos, and I do. Oh yeah, well, like you said, it's like a window to the past, man. And I it, do it's love. Really cool to step back and take a look at, because yeah, maybe we lived through it. But that doesn't mean we remembered everything and how it looked, and it's always good they get that kind of refresher. Yeah, and I do love the recording of life and history. I do yeah. love that. Um, I may have stepped away from the visual pieces, so there's not that much videos and pictures in that regard. But there's audio, like mm-hmm. I the amount I have over ten years of audio that I've put out there now. Different things I've talked about, my thoughts on things, my beliefs in things. I bet you if you go back to some of my old stuff, I might listen to something and be like, "Whoa, that yeah, Chris from saying? ten years yeah. ago." He wasn't grown up yet. He didn't understand this piece, so that's why yeah. he said something like that, or that's why he thought about this 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 way. Or it's interesting. It's really cool to kind of think about. Yeah. Um, but that said, what are we going to talk about today, dude? Are we doing any? Are we doing headlines? Did you bring a headline? Oh, for I did anything? bring a headline, and it is actually history related. Uh, oh, a history related. Headline yeah, there's actually current? two of them, but. Um, All right. Do you want to do that? Do you want to get our bills talk out of the way first? Yeah, why don't let's, we do that? let's let's why talk to Aaron that? first. Let's let her let's let her in, and then. Uh, and then we'll do. We'll just jump into the thing. You can come in. The bills make me wanna. All righty. This is a different, different, uh, different segment. bills section today. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Aaron's in studio today. Hi. Welcome, welcome. I'm in person. It's only because Anthony's not here. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> she braved the daylight and managed to get over here. So yeah, welcome. Settle Thank in. You. Settle in. Enjoy. Welcome to the show in person in the studio. So normally you're looking at us in one direction. Yeah, this is strange. It's a different view now looking at it this way. You know way. what I think is strange is the number of fans that are outside the building in the parking <laughs> lot with signs cheering for you that showed up specifically to see you. It's yeah. crazy. I, I didn't leak the information that she was going to be here live today, so I don't no. know how that got out. Um <laughs> No, but you're here to do the, the segment today in person. Today is Sunday morning. So we record on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. I think we've mentioned it on the show before. Um, and that's why a lot of times our Bills talk is always kind of a week behind anyway, yeah. or we haven't really been able to discuss certain things. And my goal now is to get the episode out same day, same night, you know, so hopefully this gets up tonight, Sunday evening. So a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about will be relevant in terms of what's coming right. up. Right. But when yeah. we have Sunday at one o'clock games, it will still not be relevant. Yeah. But. It's going to be tough. I mean, overall, <laughs> it's tough in terms of trying to line it up. And, and right. that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to break things. We're not trying to be the first to say, hey, did you see the score? And blah, blah, blah. We're just talking about the bills. That's what we always do. Uh, we live in, in, in Western New York. We live in Buffalo. So Bills are in our conversation at least because I'm not, it's more than obviously, but at least once a day, right? Bills are in our DNA. I would think every person in this area at least hears the word bills, hears a conversation about the bills, or is a part of the conversation about the bills at least once a day during football season for sure. Whether they're a Bills fan and like football or not, right? Yes, right. So, if you go to Wegmans today, they will be playing the shout song on a continuous loop. I promise oh, you that. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> and probably tomorrow, too. Yeah. So, so, yes. so, the whole, yeah, so the, my whole point, though, is that we're not going to always be immediate on what's happening yeah. in terms of the week of, but we're here to talk about what's going on this week. So, yeah, we're doing it. We're talking about what's coming up today. Today's the first Sunday of the season. We got yeah. the first game of the season on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to say I'm beating Chris in... Uh, fantasy after As one game yet. we're not talking <laughs> fantasy stuff yet because we're going to talk nfl then we'll jump into some fan that's how we'll do this i think for the rest of the season we'll, we'll do this we'll talk nfl stuff and then jump into fantasy okay. and then close it out okay? okay so in terms of the beginning of the season aaron what were your thoughts after seeing the first game 
oh the my two gosh. teams. That was such a great game. Because you watched it. You even told me some of the play-by-play towards the end. Yes, yes. It was a, a lot of people were surprised that Lions pulled out the victory. Yeah. Lions I, against the Chiefs. I was rooting for it. I Kansas had a good City feeling. Chiefs. Again, again, though, Travis Kelsey didn't play. And that was a huge impact. We knew that was going to happen. We knew it was going to be. Considering that the Lions only won by Well, point. here's the thing. We knew it was going to be a big impact. Yeah. But I don't think I expected it to be really that there is no team without Kelsey. That's crazy. How do you not have anybody yeah, that, else? that did surprise me. Yes. How do you not have anybody else? I mean. Even they, Mahomes they, couldn't do his, his miracles. They lost two receivers over the summer, and they didn't replace them. So that was always the thing that well, could have happened. Well, they were banking happened. on who they had, right? Right. And who do they but, have? Who, who was his name that was dropping everything? Oh, Travis Kelsey. Kadarius Tony, no, but oh. he also has injury prone, so they couldn't have banked on him. They're, he's, you know, he, listen, gets injured all the time. If they weren't banking on him, why did they keep giving it to him if he was dropping so many? Well, they didn't have any other options. They didn't have anyone else, yeah. Then who are they banking on? They were banking on Kelsey. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have any other backup plans other oh. than Kelsey. Which is strange because Kelsey's not weird. a young man. He's no. 34, 33. I don't that know. That is he's just up weird, there. though, to put it all on your quarterback and tight end, and I that's know. it. You're like, this is our entire fucking team right here. What? Right. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. The surprising part of that game to me was how low scoring it was. Both those offenses are high flying offenses, yeah. and neither of them are known for great defenses. So it was shocking watching. You know, Detroit get the ball and go three and out. That wasn't that shocking. But then KC so many times went three and out yeah. or had to kick a field goal instead of a touchdown. Not used to seeing that. Like, yeah, That yeah. was shocking. And then the big news was the stupid KC, you know, right tackle lined up incorrectly the whole entire game in false starting. And yeah, it was did you never see this? called. No. That did you see this? Insane. Literally rules. The NFL rules analysts you know how they call getting the... on TV saying that's. I don't understand what's happening here. All game, it's it, no he, one's calling it. You know how when there's a challenge or something, they call the ref in from New York, the yeah, expert yeah. ref? Well, he came on, and he's like, yeah, that he's two feet off the line. That's not allowed. And he oh kept moving. God. He kept moving. So yeah. it's like no calls until the very end. They the called it once. Fourth down and 20, the very end. They called it then. But that was a, a specific, a very egregious one. So Yeah. But wow. now here's the thing. Apparently, this is something that's happened all the time. Apparently, he pulls it off a lot, and they don't notice it, or because it's the Chiefs, they don't call it. Well, no, now, this is his first game with the Chiefs. He was oh, with really? Jacksonville Jaguars last year oh, and was doing it, was. it then, too. And they said they didn't call. Yeah. So now it's pointed out. Oh, let's see if, if he even let's it. see if he even does it anymore. If he, oh, he'll, and he is will. it something that he's doing? Is he, is he cheating, or is it just this no. is how he's used to playing, he's and that's cheating. what it is? You know what I mean? Like he's, he's cheating always... because he lines up differently if it was a run play versus a pass play. If it was a oh, pass play, right. he was he, back. I forgot the two, about that. So he kind of gave away. Detroit figured it out, and that's why they ah, were able to stuff the run play a couple times. So he gives it away. So maybe he isn't going to do it because it's giving it away. Maybe, yeah. Andy Reid thinks he knows what's up. Andy Reid loves to do his little cute plays, and that's what cost him, too, on Thursday. Like, he's used to doing his little cute plays and having Mahomes and Kelsey pull it off, and that yeah. did not work for him <laughs> on Thursday. Yeah, this well, Thursday was weird, too. This was another thing we don't normally see, where usually there's, like, what, like a minute left in the game, and if Kansas City's down, you don't write them off. No. Right? And, and no, then, because, because Mahomes has gotten very good at what um, – um, Tom Brady was always good at right. under pressure, last seconds of the game, walking the football down the field. And nope. then he had four incompletions in a row. <laughs> yes. They went good for it God. on fourth and 25, too. Andy Reid's known as being this great coach. Yes. He goes for it on fourth and 25. Yes. Like, I just don't understand that. 
It's a bizarre thing. It was fun. It was a fun way to start the NFL I, season. The first half was like, eh, and towards the end of the first half, it looked like Casey was going to come back, and I was getting annoyed, and I'm like, maybe I'll just go to bed. And I just started the beginning of the second half because I was watching mm. Coco during halftime, mm -hmm. and then yeah. so that kind of went over. And then the second half started, and oh, it was just Chiefs, yeah, see, I only Chiefs looked the, terrible. I only watched the first half, but um, wow. this is the second year in a row where the first game of the season – Maybe not the first game of the season, but whatever team won the Super Bowl the year previous yeah. has come into the season and lost their first game. That was the first game of the season last year, too, so, when we mm -hmm. beat the Rams. Yep. So, yeah. So, But this isn't just an NFL talk. This is Bill's talk, too. Yes. Bill's know, coming up on Monday. That, that's our only game we yeah. can talk about so far. We have a lot of games today that are that are going to be fun to watch. There's, there's a Packers-Bears game, which I think is going to be fun. Mm -hmm. um, who else is playing today? Giants. Browns and Bengals. Browns and Bengals. So Giants and Cowboys play tonight. Yep. So there's a lot of 49ers and who's 49ers playing? I don't oh, remember. Pittsburgh. That's going to be an interesting game too. We were talking about this morning. Uh, the quarterback for the Niners that they're putting their stuff on this kid. They're putting all their hopes this, and Mr. dreams Purdy. on Brock Purdy, making sure, hoping he has a pretty good season. Well, <laughs> he, he was good, good last season. Good last season. Could That's, have been a fluke. Look, I said the same Could thing. Could have been a fluke. And the, Very yes, well. There's an errands of, of the mind that that was a fluke that they. I'm made not a sure mistake. if it was a fluke. It's just weird to me that he played seven games. Did great in those seven games, I'll admit. Then has had major elbow surgery, and they're still, everyone's just assuming he's going to be great. Like, I just don't understand. They let Trey Lance go. See, like, that's the thing I don't think they assume. I they think do they have assume. a lot. Here's the thing I think they have a lot of trainers. I think they have a lot of coaches. <laughs> that doesn't matter. I think there was a lot. They haven't seen him in I live games. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of practice that's been going on. I think there's a lot of things that they've been seeing that we don't are, are not privy to that inform their there decision. There are plenty of quarterbacks that they have seen and had all the trainers right. and seen, and they've still been a bust when they've gone out. And oh, I'm games, sure. I'm so. not saying that either. I'm so. not saying it's not the case. I'm just saying I don't think we can easily just write it off and say because he had elbow surgery that like how could he be ready so it's, it's a random it's a pretty rare elbow surgery there's not many NFL players who have ever had it so, really yes yeah. so let's, let's at least agree to this it's going to be interesting to watch him yes at least for the we'll beginning see what of happens season. right yes we'll see what happens they have yeah. that kind of offense where you can plug and play any quarterback in any yeah. mid quarterback and it's fine that's how 49ers work mm. with Christian McCaffrey and stuff so Alrighty. He's not really going to be tested that much. Word. But then Monday night football, the first yes. Monday night football of the season is going to be Buffalo Bills at New York Jets in New Jersey. Correct. Let's make it very clear. This is not New York. <laughs> uh, anyway, the real New York team will be playing against the Jets on Thursday. Yes. On Monday. You mean. On, Monday. on Monday. Sorry. <laughs> Why did I say Thursday? What the f <laughs> on Monday. Uh, Monday night football. In 36 hours from now. Not that we're counting. T minus. You nervous? Yes. <laughs> Very. Are you really? Are you really? Yes. She's always nervous about the games. Because yes. again, well, it's yeah. football. You're Anything can happen. About, yeah. Anything yeah. can happen. But, but it, let me ask you this. Do we really, should we be concerned I'm about not. having to play the Jets? It's get, so hard to tell the first game of the season. There's no, and especially with all the changes the yeah. Jets made. Like, yeah, I have no but, idea like, how are they really look. Are they really going to be that good? Nobody knows. It's going to be interesting to it see. It seems like everybody right now has such a hard-on for the Jets, and I don't sure. understand why. Because of Maybe Aaron Rodgers. It's the narrative. Because of Aaron Rodgers. It's the narrative. It's the narrative. Well, it's what and it here, is. And, and I guess maybe because they've been on, what, what is the ESPN show? Uh, Hard or Knocks. Hard Knocks. Mm -hmm. Or I think it's HBO. HBO, yeah. They've been on Hard Knocks. So they've been kind of being built up by that all, all mm. the last couple weeks, too. They're, trying, they're hoping that there's, the, there's a Welcome to Wrexham thing happening here. That it's going to help this kind of <laughs> yeah, popularity. And Historically, boosting. Hard Knocks, which has been around for like twenty years, that doesn't happen. Good, yeah, because Good. 
Well, then I don't know. Yeah, it's again. I think Rodgers is really. It's what because the, the they had a is. really great defense last year. They had the yeah. defensive rookie of the year and offensive rookie of the year last year, and they were missing a quarterback. Now they they've have got the quarterback. the quarterback, so that's why people think that was the missing piece. He's a thirty-nine-year-old quarterback. He's a grandpa essentially. So Who didn't really. But the Jets are, are kind of known for doing that, that right? bringing in the old guy. That, well, they've that's tried this normally before. done. Yes. they've tried this exact the, same the, playbook. The, Brett Favre from Green Bay. It's literally the, co- the, cook, the cookie, cookie cutter thing. Did not work then. Yeah, I don't know why people think it might work now, but it's going to be times a charm, right? <laughs> Oh man, I just I don't think he's going to do that great. I, I just really so don't. I think, I think there's going to end up being a lot of drama too. I think he'll look good. Don't get me wrong. I think he'll look good. I think we're going to see him make a lot of mistakes because he doesn't know these guys well and they don't know well, him well. That's so, the benefit of I think we're getting them at the right time. Right, right, exactly. Because where there's they no haven't time gelled for together. To adjust. Brees Hall is just coming off the ACL. He's going to yes. have very limited touches tomorrow yep. night. Dalvin Cook coming off the shoulder surgery and yep. new to that team. Limited. He will have limited touches. So. Yep. I think we're getting them at a good time. Yes, exactly. And they have a terrible first six games. They are have rough. And they don't have a so. chance to watch us and get ready for us, right? And we don't have a chance for that with them as well. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's what you said. There's a lot of things that are so new on the their new system off- yes. that I think it's you're, we're going to see a lot of mistakes happen for them tomorrow night where everyone's going to say it's their first time. you got to let it go. Things are going to look good by midseason. Oh, so but it's great. You're game, right. It's the, pers- the it's the perfect time to, to get this team. Yes. If we'd have had to play them later in the season, which we do still, but yeah. it's going to be – it would have been a little bit more, I think, devastating to our, our record because, yeah, they would have had time to see what we're working with, what Kincaid looks like, what Hardy looks like, what a lot of these guys look like now, mm-hmm. right, and adjust and get ready for it. And I like that we're going to go in there with some stuff that they don't know what to be ready for. And I think, again – they're not going to win. I just think it's not going to be good for the Jets because it's too new. Everything's too new with them. I don't think they're going to gel as well yet. Yeah. I think no matter what happens, the story on Tuesday is going to be about the Jets. Whether they oh, win easily, or lose, easily. that's going to be no the way the narrative about the Bills, and is it's phrased. Fine. It's right. fine. It's fine. It's better. Don't talk about us anymore. But they're under the most pressure, which is good. Yeah, like good. If we lose, it's not yes. that big of a First deal. First game. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. But if they lose... It's going to be devastating, and especially with how much trash talk they've done and how much their fans believe that this is it. If they lose... <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait, dude. This is going to be... I saw a Jets media game. person, a media person, like an official person, was writing on Twitter about how many interceptions Josh Allen has had and how many Jets players are going to get the interceptions. Like, they're trash talking even, so... Okay. Yeah. I I'm don't just, know. I don't I'm, think so. I, don't I, th- I really think we're going to step up and, and smack them around tomorrow, or Monday night. Yeah, tomorrow night. The, yeah. the storylines are going to be um, our defensive line against their offensive line. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a big one. Their mm-hmm. offensive line is notoriously lacking. So we'll see how that goes. Good. <laughs> but Aaron's known for getting the ball off really quick. So. Yeah, he's a quick, yeah. But maybe he'll make mistakes. He's yeah, trying but to are his receivers going to be in time right. and in tune with that and right. ready for it? Yeah. And then the other storyline is the Jets' defense has, has since Robert Saul has taken over, has had the Bills' number. Yeah, Allen's never had a good game against the Jets' defense, so we'll see what happens. Different, um, different this different year again. Again, they don't have time to prepare. However, when um, Robert Sala used to be the defensive coordinator for the 49ers a couple of years ago, and Allen lit him up then. So okay, um, yeah. But uh, Rogers wasn't at OTAs this year for the Jets, was he? He was, but he had some sort of injury, so he didn't really participate in it. Mm. 
Yeah. He didn't okay. participate much in those practices, and it, then I, he I, played I like one drive in a preseason game. I so. believe it was his 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 backside. He was butt hurt. <laughs> at I the wouldn't time. doubt it. So, probably. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't think he's going to end up meshing well with this team. I really don't. I think, I think you will at some issues. point. I think he's going to at some point because he's well received know. now. He apparently he loves I know it. He's received, but, but he loves it there. Apparently he loves New he York. To, yeah, he's having a great time. But you that. know that that will change. Oh yeah. If when as soon as the market turns on him, bro. As soon, yeah, right. Because he's the savior right now. So right. He, they're showering right. him. He's Broadway Christ. Joe right now. Yes. Right. Yes. He's Broadway Joe. If that well, doesn't happen, yes. What's going to happen is is the second they turn on him, he's going to be so upset because he's not going to be used to that. Yeah. Right, because right? he's used to Green Bay. Who loved him regardless. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's going to be fun, dude. It's <laughs> going to be I'm fun saying. watch. Yes, And the, the other side of the football season now that's fun too is because we're doing fantasy. It's because mm-hmm. now we're watching our players. So like Cincinnati's playing today and I'm looking forward to hoping nothing happens with Burrow because he's got a hurt calf. Right. And also it's because I'm playing you, Jim, in fantasy and Who's he's your quarterback. My quarterback. Um, he's still going to produce what I didn't, what I was not expecting what I was not (laughs) expecting when I created this league was that immediately from the jump, we'd start seeing conspiracy collusion. How is it (laughs) here? We go. How is it? Let me ask you something there. You're, (laughs) you're playing as a team on a league right now, right? Yeah. And what's the goal? With you in this league. What's the goal? To win. Okay. So if you want to win, would you help anyone else on the league? Oh, is there something going on that I'm unaware of? Yes. It's, uh-huh. it's breaking now. Breaking Jim, news. Do you want to tell I hope us? I hope he's not helping I, Anthony. I honestly That's don't know what you're talking about. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What would you say? I hope he's not helping Anthony because if so, <laughs> Jim, I'm, I don't I'm know out. what you're talking about. <laughs> Jim, do you want to? I have no idea, Chris. I really don't. Do you know this motherfucker told him about Cooper Cup? You got to watch out you better, for Cooper Cup. You better Cup. swap him out, dude, because he's not playing. He told why him are that. you doing that? Because why not? I'm not telling because my brother. It's a my, game. Brother, my brother it's is a Jonathan game. It's a Taylor competition. Why would you help somebody else? Because I don't want to see, I, A, I don't want to see Anthony do bad. Oh, my God. Why? 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 When it comes time for me, because when it comes time for me to play Anthony, so you're going to help him up until you have to play against him. That no, doesn't make any sense. No, 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 no. <laughs> Can I finish what I'm going to say? Because sure. when I have to play Anthony, I don't want it to just. Oh well, I'm obviously going to win this week. I don't want it to be that. I want it to be exciting, like I am right now playing you. I'm checking. That's not shit how it works all the time. Well, so what do you? Dude. When he's not paying attention, you're going to tell him, "Hey, change these guys out so it's oh, exciting no, for I'm me." I'm not going to change. I'm not going to do that. You just said that. You just said you don't want to play him. And it not be fun because he doesn't know what he's doing. So that means you should tell him what to do that day, I'm so that it's exciting for week. you. No, why not? And I, I gave him, uh, I gave him this one. Isn't this that week. horrible? And I think, I think it's because they're trying to take you down because Me? they know you're good, and that's no, why he's he not wants, taking you down. Well, he's going, she's, he's going up against her. So you're making sure he's, he's got a better <laughs> chance at playing her. So he's trying to take you down. So do you see what I'm saying? Immediately we mm-hmm. have. We have some shady stuff going on here. <laughs> is it, it's all this right. is as bad as Deflate Gate. <laughs> oh, immediately. He, he can drop Cooper, and whoever he gets is not going to beat me, anyways. Mm. It's like his backup, yeah, wasn't going to produce still, anyway. So. Still. I'm like, what the? Are you kidding? I'm like, you're in a league where you're playing. This is like your enemy, and you're helping them. Don't the Bills have it with no. the Jets? No. <laughs> what? With the Jets? First. Second of all, what we're we, playing what, the Jets. Do you happened? think they're going to give the Jets Monday night? Because what are you talking what? about? Nobody's ever going to hear the audio from the draft. 
So let's talk about what happened during the draft. He, Aaron, uh, who do you want? Because then I'll pick them up and then we can trade them yeah. later. So something that was a joke, right? That doesn't actually oh, come yeah. out. You weren't joking saying, hey, let's let's joke around and help Anthony, but well, then not help him. You actually helped him. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different. There's trades. That's allowed. That's different. Right. Trading is allowed. That's not a bad thing. But you're telling somebody, yeah. hey, you want to do good in your game today? Do this. What? Why not? Because you're against it. Because here's the thing. But here's the thing. If I would have seen that you still had a player who was on IR and you hadn't swapped him out, I would, I would let you know. Aren't you going to swap that person? I would out have too? been like, "Why are you doing that? You're an idiot." Why not? I'm not going to tell you. Did you tell Connor you about shit? Travis Kelsey? Oh yeah, did you text Connor? <laughs> no, I, I don't have Connor's number. Oh, to begin you're in the with. group chat. But oh, you can chat right, with him just directly. <laughs> but Connor knows what he's doing. No, 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 I no, no. That doesn't matter. I know what I'm doing. But you said you I would don't know tell what me. I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, but you said you would tell me. Well, yes, but I, I know would. what I'm doing. Yes, I would. So then why didn't you tell Connor? Um, oh, because there's because collusion. Was on top of it anyway. There's collusion. <laughs> They're working together right now. Isn't that messed up? I don't know that it's collusion. Well, it's that we'll he feels sorry it, for Anthony. You know what? At the end of the game, at the end of the day, when the league is done and we're holding the tro- whoever's holding that trophy Anthony up and it's not be- and it's not Jim <laughs> and it's not Anthony. We're gonna be in dead last. We're gonna look at him and be like, That's so what, what did you that do? do for you? Exactly. Um, so when Anthony comes back next week, you got to grill him about this too. Oh no, I'm not gonna. Like, <laughs> so well, what's I don't this need collusion? to. He didn't. He didn't reach out to you and say, "Hey, dude, could you help me no, out?" No, but I know. But it'd be funny to get but his reaction. Like, I'm not. I'm no, not doing anything. No, I'm no, not. No, no, no. This is all. See how he's trying to throw it on Anthony right away. It <laughs> no, I'm happening. not throwing it on Anthony. Dang. The first week of the <laughs> league. The first week of the league. There's just explosion of headlines happening. At the Hardly you know, Awesome Anthony, Fantasy League. You know, Anthony already annoys the crap out of me. And then he goes and pits, picks Patrick Mahomes. Like, if there was any hope who that he could, ever, who even produce who could ever get back in my good graces, he lost it right there. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it's great. I love it. No. And then you pick Joe Burrow, so you're not much better. Now we're going to have to have somebody that's, like, betting against their own team and, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking banned from the league. <laughs> like a lifetime ban. You can't like, uh, like, like she was Joe Jackson. Uh, <laughs> look, you know, you can help anyone you want. Honestly, you can help anyone you want, whether that's smart strategy. I doubt it. Oh, but I that's know you. it's not smart you do, strategy. You do what you got to do. It's not smart. If you, uh, if you feel, feel like bad it's, because the kid always ends up getting his shit, you know, and I'm like, well, why? I'll give him. Well, why I'll do you feel bad a, about a, it? A pointer. Um, I don't know. And who's because like it's that? got a little cue right by the name, like it's pretty. Not our pro- Not my problem. I know. Like all my cues, I've been watching. Anybody. I'm checking them like multiple I ain't times helping a day. Anybody. If anybody, I'm I don't gonna, know what if, to do about George Kittle, but if anything, I'm going to feed everybody wrong information. I'm going to start giving people wrong information to see like, if they listen. Yo, to me. I heard. I heard. I'm going to tell Anthony. I heard Cooper Cup is going to be out for the season. You should. You should just get just rid of him and draft somebody else. And I'll pick him up because I already know he's going to do it. So I'd already have the app open. I'm ready to I go. I might do that. Cooper Cup is uh, has um, injury but he history. Is, yeah, he's, yeah, got he's out for like four weeks, I think, now. Oh, God. He always I think is that's out. That's what I heard. <sighs> I got to tell Sean. Drama. Now I feel bad. I got to tell Sean. About what? Tell His Sean. running back is on PUP. He's not going to play for the You don't got to tell anyone. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you guys? <laughs> he made See, me feel bad. So Why is he making you feel bad? <laughs> you should be looking at him like he's an idiot for doing that. I'm making you feel bad. Now you're going to look like an idiot, too, helping people. Sean's not going to beat any of us, let's be honest. Exactly. So let him do what he wants to do. <laughs> he has no idea what he's doing, and he doesn't care. These people who, who come in here and decide they don't want to try to figure out how to do it, like you, you've never done fantasy in your life, and you researched it. You, you know more than I do about fantasy football right now. Well, that's because of things I listen to. But that's my point. Like You went out of your way to make sure you knew what you were doing. So if somebody doesn't do that, that's not my responsibility <laughs> to make sure that they know what the fuck's happening. 
If they say yeah, yes to getting in on this, they know what they're but getting again, into, a competition. This is why Aaron wouldn't be a good general manager. Neither would you. Oh, I know. Good Lord, selling well, out your no, own team. No, I Selling out be. your own team. You're like, you know what, guys? That's I'm different. not going to put my effort into making sure my shit's good. I'm going to help this other team terrible out. general manager because I would never fire anyone. I know, you feel But bad. see, now here's the thing. Now here's the thing. We know Anthony doesn't pay attention. So when Cooper Cup becomes healthy again... Is he going to pay attention to, to put, put him, him back, back in? Yeah, that's true. So maybe I just helped us. So no, we'll he see probably will now season. because now he's going to be like, oh, I got to pay attention to this. No, he won't. Which would have been great not, for him not to. Not. You know, Anthony, know. that's not happening. He's going to listen to this. He's going to go, oh, fuck, I'm going to put reminders in my phone now so I make sure I'm checking shit. <laughs> but anytime now I see anybody that's going to have an injury or is questionable, I'll be like, Jim, did you tell let them know? <laughs> Jim, did you letting the so and so know that they're so. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to check my notifications because I got a notification. I wanted to make sure it had nothing to do with one, of our, one of our teams league. dropping somebody to see if who it is so I can pick them up. Or to tell somebody that someone's injured. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I like, I mean, I think it's funny. I do think it's funny. I, and also, it's just, it's fun. I'm, I'm kind of glad you told Anthony because now it added this to the, the <laughs> To league. the conversation. There's, a, there's, there's collusion behind the scenes. <laughs> there is. It's awesome. Anyway, um, all right. There it is. This is our first football Sunday of the new season. Yes. Some fun games coming. Monday Night Football, Bills, pa- uh, Packers, Bills, Bills. Jets. <laughs> Same difference. Good. It's new Packers. It's going to be good yeah. times. We'll see what happens. Thanks like, for joining us. It's, like, it's like Pepsi New or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Or, or Coke. New Coke. Coke. New Coke, yeah. Yep. yeah. New, new Packers. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, thanks for joining us in studio. Okay. You should come by more often. Make sure Anthony's not here for it. Only if he's not here. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot more fun. We'll make him. We'll make him sit out in the other room and run a microphone out there for him. <laughs> no, he's just not on this. <laughs> he just gets kicked off the segment now. She just comes in, takes over for the segment, and then leaves. Dude, you got to go hang out back until until the segment's done. <laughs> oh God, not even. He's got to go across the street with the vampires. Oh yeah. Anyway, all right, we're getting out of here. Uh, anything else? Any last words? Any thoughts? Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. The Bills make me wanna. <laughs> That was fun. Always. It is fun having her. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting to have her here in the studio for the first time. You it know? was a cool was, interaction. It was kind of different. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it would, it flowed a little personable, better. man. Yeah, well, it always does when you're in person. Because we used to do our other show over Zoom when we started it. Yeah. And look at how more... Uh, uh, how better the conversations came I think out so. once we started doing it in studio again. I think so. I think the interaction piece of it really helps. Yeah. Because also there's that lag, so you also know like you don't want to talk over each other on Zoom, so you're just yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, no, sorry. And how go. many times do we no, talk no, over saw, each saw, other and we just don't stop? No, just you, you're fine. You go, you go, you go. Good God. I'm trying to see what we're going to do. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into the news. Let's talk about some historical news, but news that's history-related. Yes, yes. All right, what's yes. going on in the world? Start off with um, we'll start off with the good, the cool one, oh. the um, the 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 legit story, not the Fugazi story. Oh, you were gonna bring a fake story? <laughs> no, it's not a fake story. Oh. It's just a funny story of what happened. But anyway, the oh. first one they found four uh, old swords in a cave in Israel, I believe. Four old swords. Yes. Let me, um, I, I didn't actually have this one pulled up, so let me let me at least just get that much. Are they so? When you say old, are they hoping that this is like antiquities? Like oh, old, they are. That, oh, it is. They are, yeah. Like Roman swords, like that kind of shit. Yeah, I think they were Romans. Yeah. Yes. Tell me about. I love archaeologists. This stuff, bro. Uh, I love this. Four nineteen hundred year old Roman swords. 
in Israeli cave. Yeah, bro, this is the air. I love this part of history. I love the part of history that's that was that era of the birth of a lot of religion, mm-hmm. right? Where we saw like the big major religions being born during this time, mm-hmm. the, the time of Christ or whatever. You know what I mean? So I love this era of history. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I really, really do. And it's to me, it's always so fascinating to know that like how people just live, like what society was like at that time. Like an, an be nice everyday, if we had a camera and they would have recorded it for us. Every, you know, just an everyday for somebody like that. Like we think yeah. of those times in such grandiose or romantic things because we think of Roman soldiers and this and that, but what was the everyday? What yeah. was that like? What was it like for because Joe Because there's Schmo? such a disconnect. Like we can think back to, even though you and I, neither one of us lived in the 60s, we yeah. can still look back again at the video or even, yeah. even the 1800s, the 1700s. There's still paintings and drawings. Yeah. Back in this time period, we have very, very little bit of that. Yeah, I love this. So it's even more of a mystery and more of your imagination just kind of yeah. thinking about it. Anytime we discover something new, I'm always like perking up like, ooh, ooh what, what is find? it? Because what is it going to add? What is it? What, what mm-hmm. piece is it going to fill in so that now we have a better, better narrative of, of this piece? Yeah. So what's up with the swords, dude? So um, Jewish rebels may have hidden the weapons <gasps> away from the Roman army in the second century. Yes. It's by Christopher Parker. Uh, written September 8th at the Smithsonian Magazine. See, just that phrase, just that phrase, Jewish rebels against the Romans, like that right there, just ex- immediately just springs forth to just all of these, I- just this idea oh that God, there was this rebels, this underground, this underground thing. Movement. You, you know? ever see The Life of Brian? Uh, yeah. Monty oh, yeah, Python. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's great. Dude. Yeah. Um, archaeologists in Israel have discovered four Roman-era swords in a cave near the Dead Sea. You ever see the Dead Sea Scrolls? Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that's cool, dude, to see those. Uh, even at roughly 1,900 years old, the artifacts are exceptionally well-preserved. Oh, I see, see pictures picture? of yeah, this. there's a picture here if you can see it from there. Oh, yeah. But there's actual video of them lifting them up and out of this small little opening in this cave, dude. Bro, what would you pay? How? What's the limit? Like, would you pay five hundred dollars to be with that crew there doing that and pulling it up with your bare hands, like literally touching those swords? Would you pay a five hundred dollar ticket for that? Would you personally pay five hundred? Can I? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I probably I went to Alaska last year. I probably spent between four and five grand to do that trip. <laughs> so this I would is pay a, more no than question. that. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> How awesome Not would that be? Much dude? more, but yeah. To be, be that crazy. person that held that, pulling it out of there. Well, <sighs> that's what I went to school for. That's that could awesome. have been me. And I didn't <laughs> even I wouldn't I would have been paid to do I it. I could have been a contender. <laughs> um anyway, uh oh, so awesome. Uh do 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 The swords have wooden and leather hilts, and their steel blades are all between sixty and sixty-five centimeters, twenty-four and twenty-six inches long. Yeah. Um, they haven't yet carbon dated the weapons or the head of javelin, head of a javelin, uh, found alongside with them. Ooh. But they think that the artifacts came from a Jewish uprising against the Romans in the 130 CE. Okay. Uh, they published their preliminary findings in a new book. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, see, I don't know too much about that t- that time in terms of like what this uprising meant, or like I'm not that well versed. Mm-hmm. I, I am, I mean, you know, I'm really familiar with a lot of the antiquities, historical stuff that we know. Um, but I loved that man. I was always so fascinated with that, and especially I got to tell you, man, um, I'm in the middle of this this book, this Norse Norse mythology. Oh, yeah, Neil Gaiman. I just, you know, reading this again is just reminding me. It's it's almost like I'm a kid again, just rediscovering this this kind of wonder of that, those eras, those times before 
we had the technology to record things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Where, Where a lot of things were told by mouth. story. Yes, song, poetry, these 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 epic things. You know what I got? A also I purchased at. I didn't purchase. I picked it up at those little uh, little libraries on the corners and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Was yeah. Um, Beowulf. Oh, nice. I remember nice, reading nice. that in school and loving it. And I remember like being one of these kids who loved it, but I couldn't tell my friends I loved it so much because everybody hated having to read things <laughs> for school. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so when everybody's just like, oh, God. And inside, I'm just like, oh, this is fucking awesome. I can't wait to get more into this. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, so, yeah, I love this, dude. I'm going to look more into this this article now because it's what it's doing to me now is making me go, okay, I want to learn about this, tar- time, this period. time period. What happened? Why was what's mm-hmm. going on with the uprising at this time? How did it play out? Who were well, the major you go. players? You ready? Um, the items probably weren't made Ooh. locally. Ooh. Um, an archaeologist at Tel Aviv University uh, says instead they were likely forged in a faraway European province traveling vast distances alongside their owners. All right, in my head now, I see it somewhere else in Europe, right? And it gets it put starts. on, it's on crates and or whatever. It's put on a ship, this ship now, mm. or and it's out on the waters making its way somewhere, or it's on these wagons or whatever they're doing to bring across the lands. Uh, researchers oh. hypothesized that Jewish rebels seized the swords from the Roman army and hid them in a cave during the, excuse my pronunciation, the Bar Kok. Revolt, a Jewish rebellion oh. against the Roman Empire that took place between 132 and 135. See, now I want to read it. Ultimately it. unsuccessful. Oof, of course. The, the Roman Jews Empire suffered was... heavy losses. Oh. Uh, and they were subject to severe persecution afterwards. Of course, dude. The second they, they rose up, it was like it wasn't just the people in the area that got the, the, the pain, right? Caesar was like, all Jews are going to feel the pain. So you might have been a normal guy where yep. they're doing your everyday thing in the farms here and the Roman legions come through here and they've never had a problem with you, but now they're being ordered to come in and, and punish you. Because of what these you guys have zero do. Thing. You have nothing your to do about that. Dude, yeah. so Last thing crazy. I'm going to so say, barbaric. I'm going to read from this. Yeah. The researchers stumbled upon the swords by chance. They had come to the cave to photograph a stalactite with an ink inscription in ancient Hebrew found 50 years ago. Uh, when wow. they when they unearthed the swords, they couldn't believe their good fortune. The guy says, finding a single sword is so rare. So four? What else is there now? Uh, Can't just I, exactly. be four swords. Yeah, what else is there? What other, what other? Well, I mean, if they just went in there and stashed them there, then maybe it could well, who just knows be what else swords. Is, what, what, maybe it's a place that they stashed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's going to definitely be an active site now. Oh, my God. And think about that, bro. 2023. I know. We're 2023 and we still stumble on shit where we're like, holy fuck, this is I from know. the ancient times. Well, look at how many... So um, much is still hidden. Well, look at Egypt and look at all the, the missing tombs that we still haven't found. So much is still we there still haven't to found find. Cleopatra. That's what I'm saying. How is it that the age of treasure hunters, the age of adventure, these people who are like, I want to find this, why did that die off? Or why? how did it become so scientific that it doesn't have this allure of being the... The let's find this. Let's be the person to find this. Because of bureaucracy. It's crazy. Yeah. Because, man, you think about what's still hidden in the world. The bureaucracy at the university level, which is where a lot of this stuff gets funded. Yeah, I guess so. Suck the life right out of it. Granted, yes, grave robbers and shit back in the the, you know the nineteen tens and twenties. Black market. Yes, that that was not good. And it's still there, right? There's a black market. There was still a huge sense of adventure with this kind of thing. There's still a black market for antique. Isn't that the thing? Isn't it illegal to sell things from the antiquities? Not necessarily. Um, I mean, it depends. There's there's a lot of things that it depends on. Was it originally stolen? 
Uh, was it stolen just to be sold out to antiquity collectors? Like there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a move, a lot of movement going on in the antiquities world amongst museums and countries wanting a lot of their artifacts About returning back. them. I've seen this. Yes. And, re- <coughs> and returning a lot of things. I'm looking up on eBay antiquities and ancient and you can get some things, I guess, but I don't know how they would prove it. Like how do they prove there's a rare ancient Egyptian dagger from the treasures of Tut Uncommon. That no. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? How? No what? way. $1,130. Yeah, right. And you know that there's people that are just making this at home to make it look good, like special effects artists and selling oh, yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah. It's yeah you got to read the description very carefully. Rare ancient medieval vintage bronze ring. Antiques amazing artifact. See, I could believe that. $34.40. This is what it looks like. Uh, maybe not. I do have an old, whether it's real or not, uh, an old Roman coin. Oh, yeah? I don't know if it's, you know, real or not, but they said it was. Yeah. um, My question would be, how would you know that this is legit what they're saying it is? I don't know. And with the invention of things like eBay, there's nothing here to see that's harder to determine. There's nothing here to say that there's anything to give you that's legit. Like a certificate of authenticity. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I love this stuff, dude. What, what What's the other headline? The other have? article. Is, it, is this one a history-related one? Yes, related it is. One well? Yes, oh, it awesome. is. BBC. This is from uh, actually last week. This is from the 28th of August. Uh, BBC. A muddy reveal for mysterious West Point time capsule from 1820s. Muddy reveal? Yes. From a time capsule from the 1820s? Mm-hmm. That's an interesting thing. See... I love, oh my God, the, the world we live in now that you can get instant information. The fact that you say that, you know what it made me want to do? Huh. When did we first start doing time capsules? What's oh. the oldest ones we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Like, what was it that made people go, let's put something in a thing, bury it, and come yeah, like back high 100 years from now? Yeah, come mm. back for the future. What are we preserving for the future? Should we Why? put together a hardly awesome time capsule, bury it somewhere, say, and then, and then, Put something where it gets released in the future, where it's at. Like it doesn't. Nobody will know well, until it's, um, it's the information's released. Like I, if there's a way for me to put something on a timer or or some sort of like letter or something that goes and gets sent, an email that gets sent in like thirty years from now, and it says Doc go and to back this to spot. Three. It says go to this spot, and that's where the hardly awesome time capsule is. Yeah. And then they go in there, and it's like fucking nonsense shit, like stupid a, shit, guitar picks, and a, a moldy Funkos. piece of popcorn, a Funko Pop, <laughs> um, a broken guitar string. Um, but uh, there's a movie that John Malkovich made a few years ago, and I was telling you about this on one of our road trips, where it's not being released for a hundred years. Oh yes, I did hear this. That's insane. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck, dude? Why? Why well, want to see it? <laughs> I, I, I think it's a cool idea. But it is a cool idea. There's but things it like pisses, that. There's albums that are like bro, that, that. That pisses that people me off. I know it pisses me off. Wu Tang did that, and that bothers me because there's legit an entire double. I think it's double disc Wu Tang album that we've only heard pieces of because that fucking ridiculous. Oh yeah, Martin R- Shkreli. He was playing like little clips of it on the internet while he was doing a live stream. So we got to hear pieces, but no one's ever heard the full thing except yeah. for certain people. And I think I get it. But like that's a disservice. But to bro, the fans, like man. like what's like isn't the whole point to for me at least, because me Share as an artist, art. there's an art to it, right? The whole point is just to put it out there so that yeah. but that's Oh, I don't know. I love the Wu Tang. I hate that they did that. <laughs> I hate that they did that. Yeah. But I'm not a fan of these like 
you can't see him forever. But I guess it is kind of like a time, time capsule, capsule, a hidden almost. time capsule. Yeah, yeah. But everybody typically knows what's put in it ahead of time. I guess the makers of it do. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, well, yes and no. I get it. You're right. Yeah. Um, what if they're like fucking rapping shit on that Wu-Tang thing that's like stuff that's going to happen in the future? And oh, in it, they dude, talk about they're how they're like time Nostradamus. travelers, and we only find out after they all died hundreds yeah. of years from now. <laughs> Damn, man. Uh, staff and students at West Point uh, gathered uh, on this Monday. Not this oh, Monday, West Point. But, okay, that's old school. 1820s yeah. makes sense. Uh, for what was supposed to be a historic moment, the opening of a mysterious 1820s time capsule discovered months ago at the base of a campus monument. And before you keep going, I think even more recently, wasn't like Thomas Jefferson's diary or something like that was re- I don't know. recently unearthed from a time capsule back in those days at oh, one, of these, cool. one of these Ivy League schools. Dang. So I'll look into that again, but yeah. Uh, the event was live-streamed, started with uh, pre-recorded remarks by a... Uh, from Academy Historian, uh, inviting the audience to literally uncover a piece of West Point history. Cadets were filmed offering their own predictions of what was in there. Um, a lot of them said, you know, American flag, boots, maybe class rings. Um, so for 30 minutes prior to the unveiling, the auditorium full of cadets had watched this. Uh, the historian led by school through breathless buildup, inviting some of West Point's top brass on stage to make you know, comments and be there for the exciting moment. Um, in front of them, they had the thing sitting right there on the stage for everybody to see. It's a uh, gray box, 30 centimeters by 30 centimeters by 33 centimeters. Um, and the two employees standing with purple rubber gloves and white masks prepared to unveil the contents. Everybody's got their cameras up and ready. Yeah. Video cameras are sitting Well, they're there. live streaming it. It's all going down. Everyone's like... Bated breath, bro. Bated yes. breath. So, again, it was uh, the box had been found a few months earlier during a removal of um, statue of war hero Thaddeus. Can't pronounce that last name. Not even going to try to. Um, underneath the marble face of the monument, the box was discovered, apparently placed there during the completion of the statue in 1829. They were just guessing at what was in there. They said artifacts, all kinds of different things. Guess what? They opened it, and inside was mud. Just mud? Just mud. That's all that got in there? That's all that was in well, there. Well, what was, what was, there's not like a, a trace of anything that was left behind. Like what? Well, that was one of the things that was so interesting about this, Chris, was that there was, um, there was no history of this box. Nobody had recorded anything about this box. Nobody had known that this thing was going to be there. There was no indication anywhere that this box would be sitting here at the bottom of this base. So it's not really a time capsule then. They assumed it was. Yes. Oh, like there's no inscriptions, nothing to say I it was whatever. Not. Okay, it's they made, just assumed it it's was. It's a lead box, so they couldn't even x-ray it to see what was on the inside. Well, they did x-ray it, but it didn't didn't give them a very good idea of what was in there. Uh, but yeah, they opened it, and it was just mud. Found nothing. Interesting. So I'm wondering if maybe there was something in there, like some sort of documents, paper, parchments, and maybe when water got in there and the mud got in there, would it, it kind dissolved? Of I think it, it would have stayed in there, though. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was just a mistake. It wasn't a time capsule. Oh, so I looked it up while you were you were you were reading that. So yeah. time capsules, dude. It says it's a historic cache of goods or information usually intended as a deliberate method. That's what it is. Okay. The preservation of holy relics dates back from millennia, but the practice of preparing and preserving a collection of everyday artifacts and messages to the future appears to be a more recent practice. Mm-hmm. It's widely debated when time capsules were first used. I didn't realize this was such a big debate. (laughs) But I love how they write these, right? But the concept is fairly simple. We know. The term time appears to be relatively recent coinage dating from 1938. Around 1761, some dated artifacts were placed inside the hollow copper grasshopper weather vane 
itself dating from 1742 atop historic Faneuil Hall in Boston. A time capsule dating to 1777 was discovered within a religious statue in Sotillo de la Ribera. Um, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a, a statue in Spain. Cool. A time capsule was discovered in 2017 in Burgos, Spain. A wooden statue of Jesus Christ had hidden inside it a document with economic, political, and cultural information written by Joaquin Minguez, chaplain of the Cathedral of Burgo de Osma in 1777. Hmm. Time capsules from the era of American Revolution dating to 1795 and credited to Samuel Adams and Paul Revere was temporarily removed in 2014 from the cornerstone of the Massachusetts State House in Boston. Oh, interesting. It had been previously opened in 1855 and some new items had been added before being reinstalled. It was ceremonially reopened in 2015 at the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston with specific restriction on media coverage to preserve the fragile artifacts. Hmm. The contents were displayed briefly and then reinstalled in their location. I'm not going to tell you what the contents are. You have to research it yourself. Musket balls. It's pretty cool though, huh? Tea bags from the Boston Tea Party. It's pretty cool. So... Yeah, yeah, not bad. Those are cool. Those yeah. are cool. I like the the first one better. Antiquities obviously, one's better. Yes. Obviously. yes, that's why I went back and brought that one too. Cool. All right, dude. Um, we're not going to do anything about what's going on in our week. I didn't look into what happened this week in history. Um, so no. We'll but just, we did go to. I mean, you don't want to mention uh, music is art yesterday. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Oh, okay. But we're going to do is take a break right now. Okay, good. And then we'll be right back. Word. Hey, what's up, everybody? I want to take a minute to tell you about the Struggling Artist Record Club, formerly the Get Punk Record Club. The Struggling Artist Record Club is a monthly vinyl subscription service in which Trev Allen, host of the Struggling Artist Podcast, curates an album from an independent artist to send directly to your door. No need to leave the comfort of your home to deal with long lines or gatekeeping record store clerks anymore. Whether you've been collecting vinyl for years or you're just starting out, the albums you get from this record club will no doubt become essential listening for years to come. So what do you say? Why not give it a shot? There's no lifetime commitments and the cost is literally what you'd spend at the big box record stores. You can sign up for just one month or throw caution to the wind, raise the horns, and go all in with three-month, six-month, or 12-month options. So head to strugglingartistrecordclub.com and start adding to your collection today. That's strugglingartistrecordclub.com to sign up and become a member of the dopest vinyl subscription service around. Robert Johnson is considered one of the greatest blues artists of all time. It's the template for what became rock and roll. I believe Robert Johnson was extremely talented, extremely gifted, and way off balance. Something's spinning strangely in that man's life. Robert was a novice guitar player, not very good. This man was a nobody. And then he disappears. A year and a half later, he's doing things with the guitar that even his mentors can't do. How could Robert possibly have gotten that good that fast? The man's goal was Robert went to a crossroads, got down on his knees, handed his guitar to the devil. The devil said, once you receive the good time back, your soul is mine. If you do make a deal with the devil, you're going to have to pay the price. It ended up costing him the bill coming due. He let his arrogance go too far. 
We all have to choose how much we can sacrifice in order to achieve greatness. It's crazy. Anyway, um, yeah, yesterday you made a comment before we went to break. You made a comment about music is art. Yeah. Music has a deep history. We're not going to get into that just yet. But yeah, we did do that yesterday. We went to check out Music is Art. Uh-huh. It's a f- music festival that's held here once a year in Western in Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, put on by... Um, Robbie. Do you remember his last name? I never... I don't think I ever knew his last name. Robbie of the Goo Goo Dolls. Yes. Goo Goo Dolls. I'm like, Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. The Goo Goo Dolls. Um, yeah, who are Goo- from Buffalo, for those who don't know. Yeah, Buffalo boys, bro. Everyone's pretty proud of the fact that those boys came out of Buffalo. Um, but yeah, he puts on this music as art every year. The whole point is to, f- to, to literally focus on art and yep. music and the, Local. the, the, impact, Local. the impact of, of that on, 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 this, on culture and society and mm-hmm. our community. And yes, all local, all local acts and local-ish, like tied to our local area, right? Mm-hmm. Like not just Buffalo, not just Niagara Falls, but Rochester. We got yeah. people in Syracuse. We got some people coming, maybe even from Albany. I don't know. I do know we did have a lot of um, a lot of really killer music yesterday. Yeah. It we used- just walking around. And yeah. Remember when we were up on the bridge and I said, just like, listen to it all. Yeah. Like, I wish I could have just stood there for a second and just listened to all the different shit going on. Yeah. there's a, It used to be held at Delaware Park here in Buffalo. And mm-hmm. Delaware Park was a huge park where there would be stages all over the place, right? All along the paths, the hills, the all that spot. The Shakespeare Hill, all that stuff yeah. would have all kinds of stages and and installations and you just walk around the park and hit all different kinds of music. You'd hit bluegrass on one stage and you'd come around the bend over here and all of a sudden it's metal. Then you'd go over here and there's a DJ spinning, right? Yeah. And then you'd go over here and there would be like a live slam poetry happening and this guy's painting a live painting while all this stuff's going down. And they moved it over to Riverworks, which is yep. a you know base this one huge structure that we have. It's got two ice skating rinks or skating rinks in them. Yep. And um and then the outlying area, like across the river at the distilleries, it was yeah. a really cool layout. I have yeah. to tell you, I thought it was laid out great. Yeah, like I was telling, because uh, I was talking it was to perfect uh, some for people a fest. there yesterday. I was like, this is the best place to do it that they could have done it. It's Yeah. This is great. The layout's great. I absolutely love the layout. Once I you got wish... a feel for where the, the the stuff for the music was, you knew the areas. Like you knew this area was where all the like house and techno and underground electronic music yes. was. Over here was like more of the punk skate kind of music you want to listen to. Over here was a little bit of the alternative. Mm-hmm. Back here by this distillery was the acoustic indie stuff. You know, over here was the the one where there was the big park was where you had the jam bands, mm. you know, all those kinds of bands playing. And so that's where you had a lot of like fucking like deadhead looking places, oh, you know, yeah, all dude. the stoners. They and had shit a reggae out. section over there. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. It was fucking dope. Yeah. What were you going to say? You were going to say something. Uh, I just wish the map was a little bit easier to read. Yeah. Once we sort of orientated ourselves, we kind of figured it out a little bit, but the, the map could have been just a you little bit You know what they, they could do? They could hire one of the illustrators that, like an illustrator that would do a map that's kind of the style that you would get at like at a hotel when you go to like Myrtle Beach, mm. right? They give you the one that it looks like almost cartoonish, mm-hmm. right? And it's 3D to show you what the strip looks like and what the buildings are. If they did yeah. that, you could orientate yourself much easier instead of that overhead kind of gray look the way they did it yeah i get like, what you mean put number plots on the map Something. and then down below you say this number is this stage this number is this stage this number is this stage you know yeah you know what who knows maybe um 
I'll I'll reach out to Robbie and say, hey, I'll do this for you for the next one. For the map next Here, year. Let yeah. me know what the layout is. I'll draw it up for you. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway. Get Kane Hodder to do it. He always it was, wanted to do map making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me call him real quick. I have him on, my, on, on speed, <laughs> on speed dial. dial. Um, but that made me think yesterday about what we could talk about in terms. Well, it, I knew we were going to this, and so this was kind of ruminating in my brain because I knew okay. we were going to do a history show today, our, our yeah. Hardly History. Yep. And I didn't want to do like dry stuff in terms of like, oh well, we can let's talk about what happened in eighteen twelve. Eighteen forty three, Jesse James you robbed know? the stagecoach. Yes. Um, I thought to myself, let's do something fun and just kind of tie into what we did for the weekend, which was pretty music related. And um I don't remember what I was watching, but the in the background was a poster of Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. Oh, and I okay. thought to myself, like how the devil has always had this relationship with music mm-hmm. and pop culture. And then also what came to mind is, I don't know, see, you're not really on TikTok much, but you do look at reels and stories which share TikTok things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen this resurgence now in this TikTok generation of the return in the devil in popular music and that the devil's controlling? I haven't seen that, no. Like Lil Yachty. And, oh, Jesus. And... uh Who's Whatever the, happened with Lil Tay, dude? Like all that shit went down that she died, and all of a sudden she wasn't dead. Was now she wanted to sell some some cryptocurrency or some Nothing. shit. I don't know. But my whole point is, is like this is a thing now. Like there, there, there's these TikTok videos that are video proof of open devil worship in music. Oh my god! Look at this. Dude. No, hold on. Fuck what are you happens. doing? It's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's a fact, and the fact is, more and more each day. I find more artists that have openly sold their souls to the devil for fame with no shame. Check this out. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. You know, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my hand. Bob Dylan. This is what I was telling you about. To get where um, I am now. Should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander on this earth, <laughs> and on this earth, and then, uh, and then in the world we can't see. I sold my soul to the devil. I know it's a crappy deal. Lisa came with a few toys like a happy meal. Kanye, Jay Z. The devil. Produced by Kanye. It's real. The devil is prevalent. I did see that that Bob Dylan video. But it's not just that video. There's all kinds of demon. Doja Cat now has a devil video or some shit. I don't know. It's like all over the place. This is the thing, right? Remember, the remember devil, um, Lil Nas X had his video a couple years ago? The devil the has devil. returned, right? There was this performance at, was it the the AMAs or VMAs? Something. But okay. Sam Smith performed oh, with somebody, yeah. and it was all a whole devil thing. Like, everything yep. was red and demonic and hell. Mm-hmm. The devil's back, dude. The devil's back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> So yeah, it just made me think. Oh, let's let's talk about that. The history of the devil in music. I wanted to do a lot of research on this ahead okay. of time. I know okay. a lot of stuff already. You know, there's stuff that I could easily talk about off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, 
let me just have our assistant pull up an outline for us to oh, kind of look at. Wonderful. Throw it out there. Give us something to talk about, right? The fucking intern that we still haven't fired. Um, so one of the things that they want to talk about here is they said we should talk about the influence in early blues. Oh, but here, hang on. Okay, if we're going to start there. Yeah. I don't know where we're going to start, but this goes back centuries. You're going dude. before the blues. This goes centuries oh, back. Of course. Dude. Of course. Centuries, especially. I talked to you about the Devil's Interval, the dev, the Devil's oh, Third. The, the triad. The, yes. yes, dude, and how the church tried to shut that shit down because it sounded so unnatural, and it was not natural as the church liked it. Those three chords in a row, it. yes. And, yes. and it's, it's funny, and we'll talk about it in a little while, about how and Black even, Sabbath just Even said, back right, we're to the 1700s and the 1800s with, um, I think his name is Niccolo uh, Pagnini, who was a um, violinist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, way back. Yeah. This is the, the devil's third. These three notes together. I love this song. And we're gonna I'm gonna just talk here so Apple doesn't go, hey, hey you, you can't, can't do, do that. that. You, you have to make sure you're talking about it. Here it comes. Get ready. This is yes, the devil's third. It's about to drop. Here it comes. It is so good, so classic. Dude. This song, just in general, too. And the fact that they decided we're going to use this. Oh, I love that, too. Oh. Have you ever heard the story of this song? Um. When they talk about how they wrote this song? So they already knew that they were messing around with the Devil's Third, right? But mm-hmm. when it came to the lyrics of the song, apparently... Geezer Butler had had some book of uh, of the occult or some black magic book or something that he loaned Ozzy. Okay. And uh, Ozzy had it in his room, and one night he woke up in the middle of the night. I don't remember if he had been, like, awoken or he had a nightmare or somebody woke up in a cold sweat, and he looked down at the end of the bed, and there was this dark shape standing at the end of the bed just standing there, like, in front oh, of him. Creepy and fuck. that's why the lyrics start out, what is this? That stands before, before me. me. Like he's literally writing about like, isn't that crazy, huh. dude? After he Wild. after he was given the book by Geezer. Um, but yes, dude, the devil's been around for that long, all the way yeah. back to those days, the, yes. the medieval times, saying you can't use... The inception use, of what the devil even was, yeah. You can't use these three things together. Mm-hmm. That's going to summon the devil. It's evil. It's unnatural yes. sound. It sounds too doom and gloom. Mm-hmm. And we want everybody to be happy so that they don't think they have any problems and they just follow what the church says. Yeah, basically. But yeah, dude, it comes down to like it being around for a while. But I think when it comes into popular culture, it's more so around the 20s and 30s. It's the blues. The blues. It's this time. It's the a lot of a lot of songs that sang about the devil. Robert Johnson and well, uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, when you think about it, though, even before you, you get to Robert Johnson, when you think about it, the blues was born of religious music. Mm, yeah, it was yeah, born yeah. of the the slave songs, of mm-hmm. the songs that the gospels and the hymns that they would sing in the fields when they were working. Yeah, right. So it already coming from a world of good and evil, of yep. God and the devil. So the devil seems to have already been prevalent in the inception of pop culture, pop pop music, rock and roll, blues. You know all of that. And yeah, the most popular being Robert Johnson and Tommy Johnson. I think his name's Tommy Johnson. He's not as well known. The idea with this, I mean, the one that you want to talk about is Robert Johnson yeah. because that's the one that, like, everyone knows that. Went to the crossroads. The crossroads, right? That's the thing. And he wrote the song about it. Mm-hmm. 
And we, as so when people hear this, they're like, oh, okay, so there's this dude that said he did this. But I think the reason it's an impact is that people don't know the full story behind it. Oh, no. Was that this guy was, you know, he did work fields, he did that, and he played mm-hmm. guitar. And Horribly. he was horrible at it. Horrible. He wasn't good. And he ended up moving away from, from the area. He left for a while. And when he came back mm-hmm. and they saw him pick up the guitar, they thought, oh, here he goes again. Here goes Robert Johnson trying to play that. <laughs> Bob Johnson trying to play that guitar. And then it was Virtuoso. Yeah. And they were like, what the fuck? The fuck is going on here? And back in those days, the devil was in everything. Have you ever listened to his, the music? Yeah. It literally, I heard somebody else say this, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but it's true. It literally sounds like there's two guitars playing. Yeah. But it's just that's one. A, that's the style of, of the old blues. The old yeah. blues used a lot of their, a lot of picking. Yeah. With the strumming, they would use the, their thumb to, to nail out bass lines while mm-hmm. they were strumming, so it does. A lot of old blues, Sunhouse does it, Skip James does it. You can hear, it sounds like more than one person playing guitar. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that this dude came out of not being able to play before, and, and all really, of a sudden he could. wasn't gone that long. I can't. I couldn't tell you. I think it was a few years, a yeah. year or two, something like that. Not that long. People said it wasn't enough time to get that good. Yeah, that he did something right. Devils mm-hmm. and everything, so he must have sold his soul, and he didn't fight that. Nope. He leaned into it. Hell yeah. Went down to the crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. And that became a thing that. Yep. If you go down, it became an urban legend. If you go down to the crossroads on a moonless night or a full moonlight, I can't remember I can't which remember one it which is. One. Maybe it's the new moon. You go there to the crossroads, and there's specific crossroads, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain crossroads across this country that line up a certain way yep. that are perfect crossroads. And if you go in, typically it's out in the countrysides. That's not where you see streets and buildings. Mm-hmm. You go out there on the right time, the right night, you bring your guitar with you. And you let the devil know that if he helps there you, to make a deal. he'll show. And he'll show up. Mm-hmm. And he'll do what he's got to do. And the next time you pick up that guitar, you've, you're going to be great. Yep. You're going to be a... So let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan says this. Yes. Is he playing into the Robert Johnson thing for fun? Or is there really know, a thing man. where musicians are telling themselves that if you're out there, Satan, I'm going to sell my soul to you? I don't know, man. It's really a toss-up. It and then, really it, and then it's working out for them because they're global superstars. But think of all the Kanye other Kanye West saying, I sold my soul. But you could, he could say that to anything. I sold my yeah. soul to the devil. And in his mind, the devil's the record companies, the man, right? Yeah, the guy, yeah, the yeah. corporations that's running his shit. And he sold his art to them. He sold his soul to them. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of misinterpretation words taken out of context. I feel like that is a lot of what it is. Um, but again, people like Bob Dylan. I mean, more so Kanye West, I'd say, is a, a case of misinterpretation of the words and the meaning and the metaphor. But somebody like Bob Dylan, I don't know, man. I um, I could, I could absolutely see him out at the crossroads. I really could. I really could. Because he comes from that that sort of background of of musical history where that's what you did. That was what you did. As you went out and sold your soul to the devil. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I could see it. It's interesting that he this conversation was a thing. When how old was this? I didn't see this interview. I don't before. know. Because he's know. older, but he's much older now. I think this yeah, is yeah. a little bit a few years ago. But I've never seen it. I'm gonna look more into it and see the reasoning behind his like statement. Why he that said way. that. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, dude, Robert Johnson. So here's a little bit, a little info on Mr. Robert okay. Johnson. Robert Johnson was a legendary Delta blues musician born in Mississippi in 1911. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the legend surrounding Robert Johnson revolves around a supposed encounter at a crossroads in the Mississippi Delta, where he is said to have sold his soul to the devil in exchange for extraordinary musical talent and guitar playing skills. What is it that makes a human want to be able to master the guitar so much so that they'd give up their soul? Um, I think it's different for everybody. And for him, it may have been the fact that everybody made fun of him because he was a shit guitar player. He said, all right, I'm going to show them. The story goes that Johnson was a struggling musician and in his early guitar playing was a mediocre at best. However, he disappeared for a period of time, often cited as one night or several days. And when he returned, his guitar skills had dramatically improved. Awesome. So I'd always so they're hold, saying even See, I'd always read that it was years. I think the actual true story was that it was a yeah, year I, or so. Yeah, I think I read last night that it was like two years or so. I told you that he he let he leaned into it because it says according to the legend he claimed to have met a large shadowy figure at the crossroads who took his guitar tuned it played a few songs before returning it to him this mysterious figure is believed to be the devil himself after the encounter Robert Johnson's guitar playing and songwriting ability seemed to have undergone a supernatural transformation mm. his songs were filled with haunting lyrics that often dealt with themes of loneliness hardship and the devil's influence Notable songs that allude to this myth include Crossroad Blues, where Johnson sings about standing at the crossroads and feeling the devil's presence, and Me and the Devil Blues, where he explicitly mentions making a pact with the devil. Hmm. This legend has become an integral part of blues folklore and has contributed to the mystique surrounding Johnson's life and music. Yeah, thank you for our, our, our uh, assistant for getting this up for us. But yeah, <laughs> so here you go, dude. That, that, that's just one piece, right? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a pillar. Mm-hmm. Like when you talk about the lore of devil in the music, that's a pillar. That's oh, like yeah. something you know for sure. Yeah. What for you would be another pillar, another thing of the influence of the devil in pop culture and music? Uh, e- easy. And you already mentioned it yesterday, I think it was. Uh, Satanic Panic. The Satanic Panic of the in 80s. In the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. What do you what do you know? Because again, you were after this. So what do you know of the the, the satanic panic? Um, the origins, basically what, that what a bunch of a bunch of um a bunch of white housewives started going ape shit about the music and how it was destroying the youth of America and the core values of Christianity in America is basically what yeah. it boils down to. Yeah. Uh during this time there was a huge thing about a daycare center. Do you know about this? Yes, because you guys talked about it on History Creeps. Yeah. And it was weird because I was not far from the town that this happened in yeah. when I was listening to this episode. There was a daycare center that back in the day, the children started telling their parents stories of abuse. Yes. Involving and Satanism and this temple. Then they and, started talking about like weird rituals that would mm-hmm. happen at the daycare, people flying, witches. Yeah, dude. And it became this huge thing. It came out that it was not real, obviously. Uh, yes. Right? Yeah. But, yeah, that was a big thing. The origins of Satanic Panic. Here you go. The Satanic Panic emerged in the early 1980s, was fueled by a combination of factors, including the rise of religious conservatism mm-hmm. and a general fear of the unknown. Books like Michelle Remembers and the McMartin yep. Preschool Trial played a role in spreading claims of Satanic ritual abuse. That's the one. McMartin Mark, Preschool. McMartin, yep. I don't know what Michelle Remembers is. I don't know what that is. I'll have to check that out. That is a... It's a book written by a psychologist, I think, about an interaction that this woman had with the devil or some shit like that. Oh. He ended up later on marrying this woman. Um, oh, so God. So, yeah, yeah, it's one of those types of stories. 
Yeah, dude. Um, during this time, many people believe that satanic cults, often portrayed as secretive and powerful, were responsible for kidnappings, abuse, mm-hmm. and sacrificing children. And that was a thing, man. That was a thing I remember back in the day that like satanic cults could be anywhere in your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, right? you'd have no idea. There were allegations of widespread satanic rituals involving human sacrifice, sexual abuse, and the desecration of religious symbols. And mm. this comes in the 80s as popular music. You're starting to see a change in what rock music's like, right? You're coming see out a lot of, of the, metal. Coming out of, yeah, 70s and, and the 60s and 70s produced heavier, harder rock. And so as it got darker and heavier into the in the late 70s and 80s, uh, you know, you had bands like Sabbath through the 70s that really pushed the dark demonic side of it. Mm-hmm. These guys bought into that Sabbath story and said, we're going to do this. We want to do the devil music. We want to make yes. this a part of our what we do, right? So yes. you had bands that used imagery of upside down pentagrams, goat's heads, blood coming from their mouth. Yeah. They yeah, yeah. did all this stuff, right? Yep. Songs like Shout at the Devil, right? Mm-hmm. Fucking Ozzy Osbourne, just the Prince of Darkness. He literally calls himself the Prince, Prince of, of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. So it started to seep into that, dude. You're seeing all this go down during this time. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. It's craziness. And the media and the conservative, conservative America said, we got to stop this. We're not going to allow this to happen, right? Um, television programs like Geraldo Rivera's Devil Worship, Exposing Satan's Underground, contributed to the panic. The media played significant role in amplifying claims with sensationalistic news stories. Do you know about, have you ever seen the documentary or know about the story um, about the West Memphis Three? Vaguely, I've heard of them. It's great. It's a, okay. it's a great, do- well, it sucks that it happened, but the documentary was done really well. And because of the documentary, it called in a lot of questions that ended up eventually freeing these three boys from prison. Mm, okay. But what had happened was in the late 80s, early 90s, early 90s, I think, these two or three little boys went missing in a, in a small town and were found a few days later in like this creek riverbed having been molested and killed and, and dead. And, dead. Mm. and these three boys were singled out and, and – uh, basically blamed for it with zero, zero evidence. evidence, aside from the fact that they listened to Megadeth, Metallica, they wore all black, mm. dyed their hair black, they believed in Wicca, Wicca and all this stuff. Because of that, and one of the boys was mentally slower, so he was coerced during the police interrogation, uh. to, and he was the one that said that they all did it. They were in prison for years. I mean, like decades, dude. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. All because of satanic panic. Unreal. Right? The Unreal. devil in music, bro. That's what happens. Um, but during this time too, dude, there was this this whole thing about did you ever see uh the the media thing about the suicides too? Like when ki- these kids were committing suicide based was on the because music. Because of the secret messages when you'd spin your records the backwards. Satanic and music, shit? the yes, the secret Trick messages. Yes, there was two specific lawsuits that happened over teenage suicide uh, during the satanic panic of the 1980s. The first one was 1985 British heavy metal band Judas Priest found themselves at the center of a lawsuit that garnered national attention in the United States. The case involved the suicide attempt of two young men, Raymond Belknap and James Vance, who shot themselves with a shotgun in December 1985. Belknap died while Vance survived but was left severely disfigured. The parents filed a lawsuit against Judas Priest, alleging that the band's music contained subliminal messages that had influenced their sons to take their own lives. 
They specifically claimed that a hidden message in the song, Better By You, Better Than Me, encouraged suicide. The trial attracted media coverage, and it was a focal point of the broader satanic satanic panic with claims that heavy metal music was corrupting the youth. Yeah. Then Ozzy Osbourne, known as the Prince of Darkness. I'm the fucking Prince of Darkness. Since 1969. Also faced legal troubles related to alleged connections between his music and a tragic event. In 1984, a teenager named John McCollum took his own life by shooting himself. His parents filed a lawsuit against Osbourne, claiming that his song Suicide Solution contained hidden messages that had driven their son to suicide. They argued that the line, quote, where to hide suicide is the only way out was a subliminal message. Osborne vehemently denied any intent to promote self-harm and argued that the song was a commentary on alcohol abuse. In both cases, the lawsuits were ultimately dismissed and the courts found no evidence to support the claims of subliminal messages or a direct link between music and the suicides or Satan himself. These cases became emblematic of the moral panic surrounding heavy metal music and alleged negativity, alleged negativity influence. Jesus Christ. God damn. And it's alleged <laughs> negative influence on young people. So the devil has made his himself known for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. It says here, uh, little pieces that we want to know. We talked about the devil's interval, also known mm-hmm. as the tritone, refers to the musical interval known as uh, specifically an augmented fourth or diminished fifth. In Western music theory, the tritone is considered dissonant and unstable. And it has historically associated with feelings of tension and unease. Yes, unease for sure. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. But again, that, it, it's not just Western music. Like that goes back centuries to, yeah. to the, like the start of Christianity in general. You know. Yeah. Um, it's used by Black Sabbath. Obviously, we knew that. Later bands use it, use it as well. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy how all of and this then stuff you had the, is tied um, to the devil. You had the the hearings. With uh, Frank Zappa and oh, that's um, what that's when yeah, that's when Tipper Gore wanted to put the parental yeah, advisory, advisory stickers on stickers albums because they yeah they were D. saying Snyder. listen if you're not going to believe us about the devil at least stop talking this way we can't have you talking this way without some sort of warning for parents parents need to be more involved in their children's music um, dude the devil's been around for a while yeah can I let you in on a little secret you sold your soul to the devil no but I have a meeting this week oh. Yeah. With the devil? No. <laughs> With who? Uh, his last name is Lived, Mister Lived. Lived. Yeah. Okay. I'll be meeting. I'll be meeting him. Um, it's weird, dude. I've never had to meet somebody at midnight for something, but we're no. meeting at midnight. Interesting. There's um, out out in uh, out in East Aurora. Yeah. There's some farmland out there. Okay. I'm supposed to meet him at, at this this corner. Interesting. I don't know what it How looks like How did he like contact yet. you? I don't want to tell you because oh, you're, okay. you're just going to laugh. Okay. Okay. Because if I told you it was in a dream, then you're just going to laugh. Okay. But That's he fine. wants to talk about this podcast and the future of the podcast and where we see it going. Well, I'll, I'm going to take my rosary and I'm going to walk out the door. <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know. I want to hear what he has to say, what he thinks we can do with the show and where it can go. And if I feel like it's a good deal. I might sign the dotted line. So what if, what if you were like Robert Johnson, right? And you went out to the crossroads thinking you were going to go out there and play your guitar, see the devil. And just on the off chance, some random person just happens to stumble by and like, oh, hey. And they dark, actually take your wearing guitar. Wearing dark shit. And they're tuning it and they're playing it. And they're, and they're like, wearing ah, a mask. Go, they're wearing all a right. mask because of COVID too. So it's black. So I can't see their oh. full face. And it just so happened, like, 
it's not actually the devil, but it just happened to randomly coincide that some dude just walked by playing the I'm guitar. Gonna, uh, and I don't know, dude. I'm going to talk to him about the podcast and see where it goes. That'd be crazy. There's more we could talk. I mean, this devil talk could go forever. Yeah. Especially in pop culture, but we don't have that much time. We're already almost two hours. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It was a good episode. Wow. Without Anthony, there's a lot to talk it's about we still. Did two news articles. That's what took up the That's most true. time. That's true, too. That's true. Um, yeah. I could cut one of them out. But I like it. I no, think it's fun. It. Yeah, it's good. It's a good one. Anyway, all right, so that's the end of our show. Are we? Do we do, uh, for the history one, do we do what we learned this week in history? I don't think so. No? Well, because we didn't, I mean, it's not like we went back and learned, like, what happened this past week in history. No. Because that's what I would have pulled from. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I guess I learned that there was a, a Jewish uprising against the Romans. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's cool stuff to learn about. Yeah. We learned about those those swords being, swords being found. Um, hopefully people learned a little bit more about the devil and music. Mm-hmm. Look into it, man. There's some crazy shit that we do based on fear, yeah. right? And uh, that satanic panic thing is a legit thing that swept our nation. You would think that was, like, if you said something about, like, uh, you know, a civilization that got completely terrified that the devil was infiltrating, you would think it was like the, the old, like, like, like the 1690s Salem, yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you would be thinking, right? Like, well, are we reading about that time? No, this is the 1980s. No. Yeah, this is 40 years ago. Hang on a second. <laughs> We went through the witch trials, right? We learned yeah. from those things. And then in the 1980s, we legit think, and not the 1980s either, 2023, mm-hmm. the devil's back. Yep. The devil's back. He's back. All right, we'll see you guys next week. This has been Hardly History. Bye. See ya. Adios. Turn this off now. Next time, why are you still here? I don't even know how to turn to how did I don't remember how we, we, we left the show last time. I don't remember either. Do we have sign out for the show? I don't think so. Do we need one? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Fuck it. See it. Really, shut us off now. <laughs> <laughs>